When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back to The Blackout. Today we have a guest back on the show from earlier this season. He is Elton Hayes. He's a beat reporter for the Penn State and the Lions covering for CNHI. Elton, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's good to be back. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, well, the last time we talked was a few weeks back, the Penn State Nittany Lions going against the Auburn Tigers. We had an exciting yep. matchup. It was a big-time showdown. Obviously, Penn State coming away with a win. Now they're ranked inside the top five in the country, and they have a big showdown this weekend at Iowa. But uh, we have a number of things to talk about with this one. First, Elton, because it's been a few weeks since we've had you on the show, I want to talk a little bit about what you saw with your own eyes against Indiana this past week. A 24-0 shutout for Penn State. It seemed like a pretty good performance, but I myself did not watch much of it. So uh, the question I have for you is, uh, when looking at this game against Indiana, are we seeing more signs of Penn State kind of rounding into form and really playing their best football of the season? Or are you a little bit skeptical, you know, and thinking that maybe Indiana's just, you know, having a rough time this season? Well, look, I I think both things could be true. Um, Indiana definitely is uh, not the same team that we saw last year. Um, The team that entered this season, I believe, ranked 17th in the the country by the AP poll. Um, A lot of that has to do with Mike Penix. Michael Pittick Jr., the quarterback, uh, you know, he injured himself last year, missed a portion of the um, the ending of the season. Does not look like that he's recovered from that fully. Uh, it was an ACL injury. Um, unfortunately enough, Penn State uh, knocked him out of the game in the third quarter. He had a shoulder injury. But, uh, you know, they, they got to Pittick's. There was at one point in that game on Saturday that I believe he was one of nine passing. Um, he ended 10 of 22 for 118 yards with interception. Um and it was just, you know, that the Penn State defense right now was probably playing some of the best football that I've seen since I've been up here and covered the team um, across all across the board. Um, entering the season, there were some questions about the defensive line uh, after losing some couple of people. Uh, but, you know, they added a couple of transfers and some of the guys who have kind of come up in the system have really played their parts well. And um, I think just that defense, that defense right now is just as well-rounded as any in the country. As we flip it to the other side, some things I want to take note of against Indiana is specifically the Penn State running game. Uh, To me, what we've seen so far this year is 
At times, it's looked kind of non-existent. At times, yeah. it's been inconsistent. Uh, but Kevon Lee had a good game. He had a couple of big runs. And yeah. other than that, I think there's some question marks. So what's your evaluation of this running back group right now? And what should we expect from this team moving forward, especially into the game against Iowa? It's head-scratching. Um, entering the season based off the body of work last year and on uh, previous years under Franklin, uh, you know, the running back units at Penn State have been solid. Uh, consistently across the board have been, um, you know, finished in the upper half of the Big Ten. And this year, it just, it, it seems like something is just not clicking. You know, um, I watched that game. I, w- I was at the game on Saturday and Noah Kane, who really burst onto the scene in 2019 as a freshman, um, he was injured last year, missed all of this, um, all of the season, you know, save a couple of series against Indiana in the season opener last year. You know, he's the starting running back this year. He just does not look the same. He had 11 carries for 23 yards against um, Indiana with a long of nine. Um, you know, we, we spoke with Mike Yursich earlier today and, you know, he, we asked him, you know, specifically about the running back group. And he was saying, you know, the guys will continue to get carries um, as long as they're doing their jobs. Uh, you know, they've Penn State this year has kind of gone through it, you know, a one, two, three punch at running back with Noah Kane. Kevon Lee, who you had mentioned, you had a game high 74 yards last week, and John Lovett, the Baylor transfer. But um, you know, Lee, in my appearance, in my opinion, in my mind's eye, looks the most the 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 best out of the three. He just has a burst, he's got speed, um, he just runs with authority. But um, we'll see. Uh, you know, that's something that I know the Penn State coaching staff is kind of is is um, scrambling to fix right now, finding out what's going on with this run game. Because with the passing game clicking the way it is, if Penn State can find a consistent run game each week, uh, they're going to be a problem. Is there any chance that you think that Kevon Lee's performance against Indiana is going to command more carries? Is he potentially going to grab the starting job, or is he going to be featured more in that backfield as the season goes on, especially in this upcoming game? I, You know, I would be surprised if he starts. I, I know the coaching staff is really still high on Noah Kane. They know what he's capable of. Um but as we've seen the past few weeks, if, you know, Noah Kane's been in there for a couple of series and then here comes Kevon Lee. So they'll have no problem playing him early and often. As we flip it over and look at the Iowa Hawkeyes, man, offensively, this team needs some work. You know, Spencer Petrus is a quarterback that just doesn't wow anybody. They have a good back in Tyler Goodson. Uh, but as you look at this Iowa offense, obviously they haven't been great. They had a better game against Maryland, but I don't know how much stock to put into that right now. Uh, what do you think this defense for Penn State is going to be able to do in slowing down an offensive attack that certainly has been limited to this point this year? You know, one of the things about Iowa this season is not to take anything against away from them. I mean, they're number three for a, for a reason. You know, that defense with its 12 turnovers has just been outstanding. Um, I, I think one thing that these teams have been doing to help Iowa's cause, because if you look at Iowa's numbers, you know, their offensive numbers aren't that great. That's because the defense is forcing all these turnovers and Iowa's offense is playing with a short field. Sure. Um, one thing that I think would be very interesting to see is if, um, you know, Sean Clifford, Penn State's quarterback right now, is playing very well. 11 touchdowns against three interceptions. So Penn State's not going to give Iowa as many opportunities to turn the, to, you know, get them to turn the ball over. Um, so that's good. That's what I'm going to be looking for right now is I, I have no, I, I, you know, I don't have any questions that Penn State's defense can hold Petrus or Petrus, however you pronounce his name. I don't want to butcher it. Uh, can, can hold him in check. You know, he's playing very well this year, 943 yards, seven touchdowns against one interception. But, you know, he hasn't really had to do much just because of the defense 
forcing all the turnovers. I, I think that um, Penn State's offense is not going to give Iowa's defense as many opportunities as they've had in the past this season to, um, to, to kind of set the tone and dictate this game. All right, very interesting as we look at this matchup. For the defensive line, man, there have been a couple of guys for Iowa that have gotten in the backfield. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, Joe Evans are some guys that have been able to get after the quarterback. This defense has been so good for the Hawkeyes that, to me, I'm looking at a Penn State running attack that has been struggling at best and inconsistent at best. To me, I think they kind of eliminate that, and that puts a lot of pressure on the shoulders of Sean Clifford in this game. So we talked about it. This Iowa team forces turnovers. They get after the quarterback. Uh, What is your confidence level and what Sean Clifford's going to be able to stand up to? I mean, you mentioned that you think he's been good this season and you think he has a good chance. Uh, But to me, it feels like an awful lot of pressure on his shoulders going into this game. It is. But, you know, the thing about Clifford, he's a 30-year starter. He's been to Kinnick before. Uh, You know, he's played in big games. And I don't think Mike Yurcich is going to put him in an opportunity where the moment is bigger than what he can handle. Um, We've seen that that, um, you know, we talk about that run game kind of struggling for Penn State, but Penn State this season has kind of used the short passing game as an extension of the run game. Um, I think we're going to see Yurcich kind of dial up some more plays like that and um, not, not give Clifford the opportunity to, you know, force the ball too much. How much do you think that uh, the Penn State wide receivers are going to be able to take advantage of this secondary from Iowa? We, you know, we talked about how skilled they are at forcing turnovers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But with the speed that Penn State has offensively, especially on the outside, what do you think yeah. they're going to be able to do? Are they going to be able to take some shots downfield? They're going to try. <laughs> you know, they're going to try. That's something that uh, Yurcich loves to do. And he's uh, all about that up-tempo deep ball offense and um you know with you've got two guys and parker washington and Jahan dotson who are obviously the two you know stars of this offense but um i'm looking for keandre lambert smith the uh, third receiver in that rotation to really kind of emerge as the uh, unsung receiver out of of this game i I think you're going to see him um with just dotson committing so much attention and rightfully so and washington doing the same I think, you know, Lambert Smith is going to um, he, he, he's going to be the beneficiary of some deep balls this this, uh, this week. It is going to be very interesting to see. Now, as we look at uh, the matchup specifically and some predictions for the game, we've got a game in which I was favored by right now. I see it as a point and a half. We've got an over yeah. under of 41, yeah. I think. And, um, you know, with the contest that we run here on the blackout, we're simply looking for winners and losers. We're not going against the spread or anything. Uh, uh-huh. But to me, I, I don't know. It sounds to me like we might go, be going on different pages with this one. I just think a road environment that's going to be difficult, a very tough defense in Iowa. I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Hawkeyes in this one, but in a very, very close game, I think low scoring. I'm leaning towards the under on that over under of 41. I'm thinking Iowa 20, Penn State 17. Elton, where are you headed for this game? I'm close to you, just on the other end of the spectrum. I've got Penn State 20, uh, 27, Iowa 24. Very, very interesting. And you think this is going to be a little bit higher scoring game up in the mid-20s? I think so. I think so. Very, very interesting. Elton, you were perfect spot on when we touched base with you with the Penn State Nittany Lions and their matchup against Auburn. Certainly our listeners are going to be uh, interested in what you have to say again this time, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what goes down this weekend. Hope you have a good time in Iowa. Thank you, man. And I look forward to joining you again um, later on in the season. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.